This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, good evening. I think we're holding Perichof Beis. Um, yeah, okay, so now he's going to go through two or three more um, uh, terms um, about um, motion and how to translate it. Next three or four prokim are kind of just the words. Boy, habia bloshivim nachas the bias palachayim, kloima boil mokem echli ish acher. So anytime you go to a place that's called Bia Ama Bochichobe Mirma, Bigamki Munachas Likonis Balachaim Bemokem Echod. Um it also means coming into a certain place, like we have Yasva Baisik, Swal Oretz, Vihushalze Hashem Lavoya Inishenguf Klau. So coming is been borrowed um as a metaphor, Kyovoid Varachabnucha, Masha Yovai Layek, Achusalikas Hadorim. So he says, you, you, it means things should happen, things come, like we say in English. It can also be with things that don't exist, like we say, bad came, night came. So even though night doesn't usually come, it's light that disappears, it's the same idea. So just like it relates to something which does not exist, which in, in effect is something abstract, so to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Im levoi dvaroi, o levoi shchinosoi. Ulfizei sash'ola nema, hinan leichibolecha ba'ava onon, gashonok yisrol bo'avoi, v'chol mashid melaze inyonik bo'ya shchina. O'ba'a shem le'kai koktoshim imach, bo'y dvaroi. So it means, whatever he predicted, when it says about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it means his, um, his haftachas were mekuyim. Um, fine. So that is Bia. Yetzia is the opposite of Bia. Nas is Hashem Yetzias Geshem in Mokem Shoyenoch Bel Mokem Acher. It could be a Balchai, like Hem Yetzair, Kiseitzi Ha'esh, fire going out from one place. Behushalaros Inishin Guf Klal, Adobe Yetzbe Amelech. So all of these things are um, same same idea um, borrowed for non-physical terms. So what does it mean when we say about Akadish Baruchu as being Yotzimimikomo? It means that something is moving from place A to place B. By Akadosh Baruch Hu, it means that which I had not noticed in any particular place is now going to be there. So just like if Ruvain left Makom, if the place A and ended up in B, so I, it means that he appeared suddenly in B. It, 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 normally, our Kaddish Baruch Hu is um, hidden from us, um, and now when he comes in, Hashem Yitzim Mekomo, that's what it means. Kloma his chadish man says chadish achish lehoya, ki kol mischadish meitis baruch yusuf ledvari. So any time we see something new happening, 
we we uh, we um, define it as something which has left a Kaddish Baruch Hu's dibur and arrived to us. Let's, let's just describe this point over here. When we speak of Dvar Hashem, we tend to think that, you know, that that is, is in itself is already a, a, a non-physical term. When we say Dvar Hashem Shemayim Nasu, we know that a person, when he constructs something, needs to work, bring earth. Akash Baruch was just with Dibur. So he says, that's also a metaphor. Akash Baruch Dibur doesn't exist either. But what it means is, if I need to find something that travels from point A to point B, that is the most refined, the, the, something which is not, um, uh, uh, it, it's, it's as non-physical as possible. So light, they didn't understand that way in those days. So Dibur would be the, 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 the last, the, the most non-physical entity to travel from point A to point B. So when I say there's a Dvar Hashem that went from A to B, so the Dvar Hashem, Ke'ilu, when anything is created, I, I, I see it as a Dvar Hashem having left its source, meaning the place where it is not yet seen, and become visible. I look at every Gilui that happens as the mice of Dvar Hashem, and it entails coming from and going to. So he says, um, Vikasha, so, so it, and it's parallel to when a king, a king does um, create something by speaking. He says, chop this guy's head off. So the Dibur is, is what came out. And the counterpart to that is by Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, it, it, the fact that it just happened. Shiva. So um, whenever we, we talk about some pu'ula that has done what it's supposed to do and it's no longer needed to do it, the Pasik says, the Shechina says, I will return to my place, which means basically this, this action will cease. Um, the Shechina will no longer, Akash Baruch Hu's interaction with the Bria will cease to be visible. Um, so we had a sense of a very strong hashkocha, and we will cease to have that sense. So whenever we're in a situation where the Shechina is no longer here, or when it's called Vistarti, it means that as far as we see, we don't detect HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacting with the world. We don't detect him directing Tov, protecting from Ra, or any of that things. Once there's no Ashkocha, no visible Ashkocha in the world, then as far as we're concerned, everything happens is, every possible bad thing happens, happens. We don't see it 
and because the hashkach is not in a visible mode, we don't see the bad things as coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. All we see is, you know, there's, the, the cats away and the mice begin to play. Um, this is a terrible, terrible um, prophecy. That's what Elach means. Kadosh will no longer interact with the Bria. Um, I just want to add a point about this Rambam saying, When a person, a person has to endure um, difficulties. So Lalena, a person is in a hospital and is undergoing difficult treatments. It's painful, it's stressful, but at least the person understands what's happening, why it's happening, um, and he has some sense of direction. It helps a person cope with, 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 with a tsar that there is a, 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 um, some sort of point to it. But let's say a person's perception is it's everything, are things that just happen at random. Um, that, that makes the pain much worse because it's senseless, it's meaningless. I, I don't have a framework to cope with it. And therefore, the, 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 the worst interaction with Ben is not when there's a sense of hashkocha punishing, but when the sense is less stimulus time. Um, anything and everything could happen, and people are, you know, senselessly um, after us. That's the, the Rambam sort of uh, puts in a zayud. Okay, so that took care of Bia and Yitzia. Halicha. Halicha gamke michal ha-shemes ha-munochem letnuos mechodes nos balachayim. Yaakov holach ledarkoi. Zeharbe. Kvo hushal ze Hashem li moshech ha-gufas shemrisi dakas nos balachayim. It can also speak about inanimate things that have motion. It says, So Halich is referring to water and to fire. It began speaking about things spreading out, even if they're not a goof, like so we would say that the focus in that is a hispashtus of that call. This would refer to any halicha about a kadosh baruch So either the halicha means a kadosh baruch who's Hashkacha fans out, or or to walk away. When someone, Halicha includes itself both arriving and going away. So, and it and includes itself a sense of it moving in a direction. So, when Dvar Hashem is mispashet, or Dvar Hashem is nesaf, Halicha, or Kamoy Shekina, Histalik Hashkacha Basaras Panim, the Amroy, Vanoicha Haste Aste Panay. So you have both, um, both terms used. So 
ואין הספש את הדובר, ויגלוי סבירי סקלוימה האחרון אף, אשר הולך ונמשך עליהם ולזה שוב ובצלח כשלו. So this is very interesting. This sort of, um, I guess, emphasizes what we said before, that the, 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 there is a halicha, which means no hashkacha, but when it says vayicha af Hashem bam, it means that there was a hashkacha l'ra. The tzaras kesholeg that, that Miriam became wasn't a random um, bad that happened to her. It, it was something that 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 um, was a clear mida connected mida, and and therefore um, it, it's it's interesting. So there was a halicha where the hashkocha that that protects tzaddik was mistalik, but then there was a hispasha davigaloisoi. The charoin af was miskala. Charoin af is a mida vakadosh baruch and it's a very very terrible mida. It's a very difficult mida, but at least there's a sense there that there's a that I'm interacting. It also means to follow like um like Okay, finally the um means to be in one place. For a long time. Now, just let's just explain lo, lo, what he's being mafkia. When I say somebody lives in this in this place, um, two things are are um, apparent. One means that this person derives a certain personal need. Every person needs a home, a shelter. So this is his home. It also means if you want to find him. 50% of the time, he's home. Shchein Ba'kadosh Baruch Hu cannot mean the first one. It's not describing a personal, um, what's the word for it, um, a, 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 a personal situation, Rav Shalom, that he is getting, uh, uh, you know, that he's uh, in, in getting his shelter in this, in this place. But it does mean that there is something at this point that. That's of duration. So when I say he is found in this, this place, it doesn't mean that he doesn't go out to work. It doesn't mean that he doesn't go down to shop. But Tachlis, this is the place where um, he's focused around. Um, so anything which is focused on a specific point, we use Shechina. Even though that point was not exactly a place, and not even a, a, a living entity. Oma, tishken olav anona. Vein sofik anona, and it says a, a cloud dwelled over there. Clouds are not um, living beings; they don't live any place. But it's the same concept. Vein sofik ki anona eno balchayim v'lo hayom guf klal al chelak So we're, we're talking about time, and we're talking about a cloud. 
and and yet we use the same metaphor. In this context, we use it for any place where Shechina is found a long time, or Hashkocha, it says, So one interpretation, if, if you want to use Shechina to, 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 to refer to a particular place, we're going to be talking about the Oyer Nivra, like we've mentioned many times, the Kavod Nivra. Oy has Smaras Ashkach B'Davechad Orfinyani. So, so in two ways, and the Ramam uses this many, many, many times. In two ways, can this term refer to a a? Um, can this term refer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Either we talk about the physical apparition, which is represents Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Rots in a place. So we're talking about a light that is in a certain spot, or we're talking about hashkocha with a certain entity. Okay, so these three or four prokim were describing words. Now let's learn a perik that it speaks more general in yonim. Perik chafav. Kor yadaitim rosum akarlolas amina pirushim kulam atluim b'zayinyan. Chazal gave us um, gave us a um, a description, a, a term, which will describe for us um, the usage of, of human terms for Akadosh Baruch Hu. Amram, Dibra Torah Torah speaks in the language of man. Inyaze, kikol ma she'efshev ne'odom kulom havanose v'tziroi v'tchila samach shava Anything which a person uses in the first stage of thinking about things is appropriate to use for Baruch Let's Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, a child, as he begins to grow up, the first thing that he, um, that he absorbs are images table, a chair, his mother, his father, um, the door, uh, whatever. Those are the first elements that are inscribed in his brain. And these are like bits. These are pieces of um, like hieroglyphics. And he can now um, use that uh, when he starts to talk as his language. Um, mommy, door, um, food, uh, and and he sort of basically says, "Mother walked through the door and brought food." That, so he has a picture of mommy, door, and food. As he slowly begins to um, to, to to get older, he begins to think more in in um, in a abstract way. Like he recognizes that the world is divided between mommies and tatis, and mommies are a class, and tatis are a class. Um, he, 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 and so on. So, so, so he slowly begins to abstract these things and to understand them more abstract. Um, the, 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 um, his first, the first meaning of love is a mother squeezing him and kissing him, 
and mommy loves you, but then he can begin to understand it means somebody helping somebody. It means somebody punishing somebody because he loves them and so on. So, so we start with physical terms that are our basic vocabulary and we slowly begin to get an abstract sense of it. That is, any means we can take terms that are the basic physical pieces of speech and apply the Kachbarucho. He will, he will give, he will qualify it, but, but, but that is appropriate. It's done. Um, I once saw from the uh, Lubavitch Rebbe, actually, he said a very nice point. He was speaking about Rashi's first shot, second shot, why Rashi says this shot. So he said, since Rashi is the parshin on the Psukim, and it's been Chomish Lemikra, so there has to be a level of Pshat and Rashi that is correct even for Ben Chomish the Mikra. Um, so Torah is given to every single Jew, um, the simplest person. So there has to be a level there that is appropriate for every person. So he says, um, And that's why um, descriptions that are physical are appropriate. So here he says a very, very important piece. The reason for it is, for a little kid, something which is not physical does not exist. Something which is conceptual is ki'ilu, it isn't. So, when the things that are real to a young child, to a simple person, to a beginner, are physical objects. If we were to write the Torah in philosophical, Kabbalistic terms, then basically people would say it does not, it doesn't exist. It's, it's just a, a imagination. Um, you know, these are all nebulous things. They don't actually, actually have mamashas. I actually, I personally think that that's the reason those in Ramayusha um, Taku, in, in what he writes sharply against Rapsadi and the Rambam, wasn't so much, he obviously also did not hold the Kashbar as a goof. It's, it's, it's nonsense. But he felt that Rapsadi Goyen and, and, and the Rambam were all taking Torah and making it into allegory. So it's all MS, 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 but it's all Mashalim. And there's nothing real. This is about the good man's heart. This is about the bad man's heart. This is about the good that, 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 that rewards itself. At the end of the day, we're talking about something that doesn't exist. It's just a beautiful story. The way a secular person who has, who, who's condescending about religion says it is all true 1,000%, but it's true as truth with a capital T. Uh, not, the, you know, so, so Abraham is, is the pioneer in every person, and Moses is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the law-abiding person in every person. And basically it means, it's another way of saying it doesn't mean anything. Um, the, my, my wife's grandfather, Blaise was in America once, collecting, and another she was there, and he asked him, 
he says, does he know, he asks Rabbi Elizabeth if he knows any English because he keeps hearing a word and doesn't know what it is. So he said he knows a few words. So he asked him, I, people keep telling me, I'll try, I'll try. What does it mean? So Rabbi says it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it's, it's, uh, it's a meaningless uh, <laughs> term. So al um that's what people would say. Um, so now, the klal is A, we use graphic physical terminology because the most important piece is that the Rehoshim is and he exists. And anything which is positive term, klapi us, one is allowed to use klapi b'ayshala. So we, we, we ascribe, and the Torah ascribes terms that are innately positive terms to the Rabbi Shalom. Terms that are to us negative and describe some deficiency, we can't use it as so, so if, if I say, ah, the Rebbeinu is really, really smart. Uh, hello, um, that's not a, a, a that's not a positive thing to That he's not he's, he's from that. I mean, smart and, and stupid is, is in the world of physical brains, but even though in a, in a very, very correct world of metaphysics, these things are not right. Still. We have them. If we would ascribe to Kaddish then people would feel deficient. So the point is really, what is the sense that you're conveying to people? Um, I use the muscle always. Um, if let's say you have a kid, a young boy, who learned by trial and error that when you touch something hot, when you touch a fire, it hurts. And now he's a very kind of adventurous kid. He's staying at the edge of a lake. And you want to yell at him to get him away. Should you say fire or water? So technically, from a chem- chemist's point of view, avada avada, it's water, and, and, you're, and you're teaching him something wrong. But if you want to get him to get away from it, you yell fire, because that's the same thing. So, so the, the, um, the, 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 the Torah uses... Physical terms describe a Baruch Hu, provided that the sense it conveys to the person is a positive uh, um, quality, not a negative. So motion is something which people see as positive. Lamaisi says, even though realistically every motion describes a, a, a chisarin, I had to go here because I went shopping, because I was running away, because I was tired of being in one place. Any motion does describe deficiency logically, but um, but as far as people go and what, what the language means to them, so eating and drinking would be considered to be a de- degrading. 
The Afal Pishat no Omnam Hitzichalachisarin, even though in theory it needs a chisarin, but that's um but by people it's not like that. Now he has um uh, uh, the following point. This is this is a um a, a, a philosophical argument that Aristotle made. Um to us it sounds kind of strange. I'll I'll just briefly discuss it. I mean, all he's trying to say with this is that anytime we define something as moving, it's going to have to be finitely divisible. Um, so Aristotle has a proof. Anything that moves, that has size, has to become, has to be divisible. Um, so, so uh, these proofs are basically just yes, three proofs. Um, they're along the lines of um, it, 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 every time there's a change. So nothing changes in one shot. Alamashal, let's say something becomes um, something becomes rotten or moldy. It doesn't happen in one shot. It, it, it can't change in one shot because that would be like a, a nace. It happens gradually. There's a, every process is step by step. So that means there has to be one piece that's not rotten yet, and one piece that's getting rotten, and one piece that's already rotten. So I, I've identified parts. When, 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 when walls become gray or yellow with age, there's a process. For a process to happen, it means some of them have been affected, some not. So that means almost by definition that it is divisible. It's a philosophical, it's one of, yes, three arguments like that. Um, there are arguments that today, today's ears, they don't exactly ring very powerfully. We don't think of it this way. But his point here is basically that anything in motion must be. He has another point. And when you say something is in motion, if it is, if, if, if on 12 o'clock it was on point A and 12 plus one millisecond, it's at point B totally. So, so that's not motion. That's like tele, teleportation. Motion means that there is gradual point, 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 point. If there's gradual point, 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 then I, I must be saying that this is at this point and a piece behind it is following because something else is going to move to the next point. So again, I have to say that it is infinitely divisible. That's an argument Aristotle, uh, you know, take it or leave it, it's not important. All he means to say is, it definitely means that by saying Hashem has movement, we are describing somebody who is kind of physical as opposed to non-physical. You can't say HaKadosh Baruch was resting, because resting is the opposite of movement. Motion, um, I can say the car is resting, because it could be moving. I can't say kindness is resting, because kindness doesn't move. So Menucha also would mean that. Um, so, and yet we use motion using the principle we said before. A, we may apply 
physical terminology of Shkad Kodesh Baruch Hu. Um, the purpose of it is so that people have a sense of reality, that it's real and, and not just a, a, a theory. But it has to be a term that we see as positive as opposed to negative. All of these terms obviously don't are not the etzim true, but it, it follows the 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 the, 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 the yisod that he gave over here when you can use it. It says It's really um, unnecessary. Uh, it, it, it says the the, the uh, it, it's it's. It's um, excessive to keep harping on this. Because people think differently. Since when we, when we start growing up, we get used to all of this terminology. So it requires a constant harping on it to, to get it out of our mind. And that's what Ram says. I will keep referring to it. Okay, we'll hold it here. Any questions, points, comments, anything? Uh... When you mentioned before about like, when Hashem is Bemikra, when he, when Hashem, le- does that mean, yeah, you have about a Teichachad with the Lashon of Keri. Over there, it's like yeah. with the Lashon of Halicha. It's Halachtem Imei Bekeri. Right. It's, it's not, it sounds like it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like the Charoin Af almost. It's, 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 I don't know. In other words, We've made carry a shita instead of instead of a you know it's like, it's like somebody comes at he has a way of coming when you least expect it uh, you know that that interesting. Uh, Rabbi, so if um, yeah. if I'm understanding correctly, the whole thing of Aristotle's uh, argument is that yeah. anything that can change by definition is limited because if it was unlimited, then it can't. Change. It's the visible. It's the visible because since change by definition is gradual, you have something like, we'll call it metamorphosis, where A becomes B. So that we don't call change because it just, boom. Anything that does change, we, we will always describe it as, just like um, a, a, a half-life of radi- radioactive stuff. A half of radioactive means some of the, 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 the atoms will stop being radioactive. So anything that, that changes, the use of the word change, automatically requires that there be many pieces because that's how the process happens gradually. Um, but even if it doesn't happen gradually, aren't we saying that if A becomes B, so then while it's A, it's therefore not B, and that creates certain limitations within A? It's, it, no, it, it's not. He's speaking about the point of, if I call, let's, let's um, take an example. If I, let's say I was a magician, and I wave a wand on A, A disappears. Then I say, you know what? I'd like to create B. So there was, a, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kid sitting at, at the table, there's a big bowl of carrots and celery and all sorts of wonderful things, and I hate it. So I wave my magic wand, poof, it disappears. But I'm hungry, so I wave a magic wand, and now full of ice cream and cake. So, um, so I can't say that a cha- that the vegetables change with ice and cake. It's two separate pulleys. 
the, the vegetables disappeared and ice cream and cake appeared. But when I say it changed into it, I'm going to witness carrot becoming less and less carroty and more and more cakey uh, until it, 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 it changes. So, so to do that, the way in which something gradually happens is that um, more and more atoms um, change. Now, I, I don't want to get into it, but if you follow the argument all the way down, at one point, it does happen instantly. So, so when we get down to the atomic level, you don't like the atomic level, go down to the level of electron. You don't like the, you know, go to, to, to the quark. At some point, you're going to get, you're going to come to a point where before it was and now it's not. Um, so, so that logic doesn't really, but I don't know, that, that was the way people thought, you know, maybe. But what does the Rambam not like about that? Like, what, what's the crux of where the Rambam saying? No, the Rambam, no, the Rambam is just, forget, the Rambam is quoting it. He's, the Rambam uses it for something very tangential. The Rambam says, um, since we have this axiom that anything that's possible to be in motion must be divisible, so Akarish Baruch, who is not divisible, cannot be in motion. He, he was using it as, as, a, as a sort of logical, impeccable proof that it can't be Kipshutai. And uh, today, in today's ears, this, this doesn't sound quite con, con, terribly convincing. So, so this framework, because um, we've been too long, whoever wants can leave. Um, would it be um, would it be Kfira to say that the Rebbeinu by definition is omnipotent and therefore unlimited? So it creates a certain stagnation because the only thing that can change is something that's limited. So if something is unlimited, it results in a certain of stagnation. The stagnation to us is bad because we are less than perfect. And, and, and the more we stay, if I say somebody's not steiging, I'm implying something. But if, let's say, um, a, a person is in a state of perfection, then the word stagnation doesn't have any meaning. It, it is perfect. Stagnation is usually seen as being a chisarin because I'm not perfect and I'm staying more and more imperfect and that's becoming more and more who I am. Um, somebody's trying very hard, Le Marshall, to break his habit. Let's say a person has a, bad, a drug habit, so I, I made some progress and then I stopped. So that's terrible because I know it'll backslide. But let's say the person stopped um, taking drugs, period. So I wouldn't call that stagnation. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the longer it goes on, I wouldn't say, well, you're stagnating because you are where you are. I mean, this is what you should be. So, I, so, so the, the, that word couldn't, wouldn't apply to, 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 to perfection that we understand as a Kaddish Baruch uh-huh. Okay. We wouldn't say this, something like that with why the Shalom created the world in order to be native because... Stagnation was a chassan. We would not, I mean, that would be clearly true. No, no, no. Anything, no, there's nothing about a Kaddish Baruch that we can discuss. And therefore, when we, the question of why created the world is, is, is a label for us. What are we meant to accomplish? That's what it is. That's all it is. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I mean, okay. But, the, but the Ramam says that, that there could be periods or people for whom there's no hashkacha and instead they're subject to mikra. Is that shani b'machleikas or is that something that, that everyone would agree to? 
no, it, it, even the Rambam, what he means is it appears to us Mikra. The sense we have is senseless and meaningless, random. Um, it, it's Vestartiponai means all, that's why we perceive it. We perceive a world that has no less than Lestayan, and that's the most frightening of all worlds. Um, it's all in the perception in, in, in how we perceive it. Uh-huh. But 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 from an absolute perspective, the hashkacha is is still there. And... Yes, yes. Akashvara doesn't stop looking. Akashvara doesn't stop seeing. The question is, what is our sense of relationship with Akashvara in the world? And the answer is, in, in times of Hesta, we have a, a, a perception as if there's nothing around. And that's the most frightening of all perceptions. Okay, good. Good Shabbos. Yeah,